The views and opinions shared by they might be toxic hosts, guests, or sponsors are those of each contributor and do not necessarily express the official view of the brand. We are not doctors, and this podcast should not be mistaken for therapy. Nothing expressed in this content is intended to malign or harm any party or person. We are simply here to discuss and dissect our toxic relationships and to learn about yours. Welcome to the podcast. So what's your second uh, dating nightmare story oh, or God. your second I mean, favorite, I guess I should say? <laughs> second oh, well, least favorite? <laughs> so I mean, I, you know, I, I, I am 30 and I have been single for a long time. So I've been dating for a long time. I have a lot of bad stories, but um, yeah, definitely. I don't even know if this is like a funny story because I had posted this on my TikTok. Uh, it was one of the first stories I posted, but it was, I went out with this, this guy who was, he was an eye doctor and, um, and he, we had that great time at the bar and we talked and everything was great. And then, um, I decided to go home with him and on the way back in his car, um, he asked me if I would rather be raped or murdered. And oh God, yes, that, I remember this that story. guy. Um, and, uh, I was definitely, you know, I, I, I think I had said to him, like, what is this, like a pick your own adventure? I was like, preferably, preferably neither. Like if I'm being, if I'm being honest, I would actually prefer to just like tuck and roll out of this vehicle if possible. And, you know, when I did end up getting away, but that was definitely like the, the first like really scary date that I ever went on. Like I've gone on so many dates That's where terrifying. Like, bad things happened, but I didn't feel like afraid for my life, just like more yeah. like afraid for their life from the thing they said to me. But um, yeah, that was definitely yeah, lying is one thing. Murder is definitely a whole, a whole other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't really want to play this game. Like, I was, like, I just I don't neither. Um, and uh, then he was like, well, it's just a game. And his vibe was super, super weird. Um, it was like the entire tone shift. And I really was like, I'm going to like, am I going to die tonight? Like, this is, you know, yeah. um, I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to get laid. Like, it wasn't worth my life. Um. And, uh, and obviously like I ended up, you know, I, I ended up getting away, you know, we, we got to his apartment. I knew kind of, he had told me like where he lived, like and we live pretty close to each other. And I know that all the apartment complexes in that area are like, like outside as opposed to like being inside a building, they're right. like outside buildings. And so I was like, you know, we're going to have to park and we're going to have to walk. So like, I'm going to get away. I got time. And so, um, we got to the apartment complex. The second he parked, I just, I got out of the car and I just, I booked it and he had chased after me. And it was like, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And, um, obviously I ended up getting away <laughs> or I wouldn't be on this podcast. So that was definitely, that was definitely really scary. Um, I don't know if you've ever had like a situation where like you never. were like, really afraid for your life. Never, ever had a, like, I've never had any situation where I was afraid. Um, I, it, I mean, not to like be a total smart ass, but like, <laughs> I'm pretty curvy. I've got a pretty, I'm a pretty thick girl. Um, right. I'm not like a little person. I don't think dudes look at me and go like, oh, she would be easy to fuck with. I think right. they're I like, she would fucking punch my teeth out. Like, or at least like make a pretty fucking good effort and it would be way too much work. Like, I don't think I have, I don't think I give off that vibe because I'm, I don't know, like I grew up kind of a tomboy and a tough girl. And my dad was always very like, you know, made sure that we knew how to defend ourselves and that sort of thing. So I thank God. But I mean, the thing is, regardless if you know how to defend yourself, you had a good vibe with this person and his vibe changed when you were trapped in his vehicle. Like, something crazy can happen at any moment. And I think once you've been in certain situations, you change how you handle those things. Like, for example, just like a question, like, do you still get in people's cars or like, do no, you always take your own vehicle? Right. Like yes. it kind of just adjusts your compass a little bit. You get a little bit smarter. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that, you know, that people had pointed out in the comments of that video, which was really interesting and so true, is that one of the things that was was, you know, uh, interesting about this date is like, normally when I go on dates, like I feel anxious, like I'm, I'm nervous, I feel uncomfortable. And, um, it usually takes me like a few minutes after getting to the date where I'm starting to feel more at ease, a little bit more relaxed. And, um, and something I had noted was like the second I sat down, I didn't feel nervous at all. Like I felt very comfortable and I, in my head, I thought that was a positive thing that like, this is a good match because I'm feeling like I can be myself. I feel relaxed. I don't feel anxious or nervous at all. And he was very good at putting me at ease. Um, and then a lot of the people in the comments were like, that's that there was, he was doing that for a reason. Like it's the like, guys, the fact that I felt at ease was because it sounds like mirroring almost where like, mirroring. Ex exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and, uh, and so now I'm like hyper aware of that too. So now I'm like, if I go on a date with someone, I feel overly anxious and nervous. That's probably not a great thing. But if I feel too comfortable, also not a good thing. Like, I'm like, I learned a lot about, yeah. so I guess from that interaction, now I have that in the back of my mind where I go out with somebody from like, this is great. I feel super, super relaxed. It's like, you shouldn't feel super relaxed and totally comfortable on a first date, a first encounter. I feel like that's not even like the way that most right. people feel. Um, and so I definitely, I definitely learned a lot from that and I got a really great story out of it. <laughs> and I lived and that's, that's what's important. There was this fascinating video yesterday that was about when you have butterflies in your stomach and she was like, you know, this woman was like, I thought, you know, like that was like the thing that I was supposed to be looking for is like feeling butterflies. She was like, and what I realized is that that's actually a fear response. And it's yeah. one thing to be a little bit nervous out of nervousness, right? It's like, that's normal. We all do that beginning of a day or, you know, first 10, five, five, 10 minutes before you get there, you're like, oh shit, I hope they're cool. Like we all have that little first date jitters. And I think that's normal and natural. But like, if your body is reacting around someone like pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. No, I always used to think that, that, you know, and especially because of movies and things when we were younger, that that feeling of butterflies is like when you're really, really into someone and they're making you nervous and this kind of sense that like if you're dating someone and they don't give you butterflies, that like you're not that into them. And I don't, I think that's really, really toxic. inaccurate. And I think yeah. it's toxic. And I think that I've personally like ended things that could have been really good relationships because I didn't feel butterflies and I didn't really mm -hmm. have that feeling. And I responded to that as, oh, I guess I'm just really not that in to this person. And now that I'm older, I wish that I hadn't I wish I hadn't done that because the reality was I was enjoying my time with them. And yeah, I didn't necessarily have that feeling of like, oh my God, like I need to have you right away. But like, maybe that was because I was building towards communication that was healthier. Yes. And I just literally took that as I'm not into this person because they don't make me want to feel like I want to throw up. Like, and it's like, it's so yeah. Good and it's, just, it's messed up how much society encourages us into negative relationships. I mean, nobody ever teaches you that like, calm, safe, like those are actually great yeah. qualities. Slow, you know, you don't need to be texting somebody 24 yeah. seven. You don't need to be, it's just, I, yeah, I, I definitely have learned the hard way um, about that, the whole chemistry thing. What's really funny is, so I have not like, so first of all, I haven't been meeting people here. Like traditionally right. I've been a pretty heavy dater. And when I first got here, uh, I went on a date with someone and he stole my fucking debit cards. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I got up to pee and like comfortably left my wallet. I don't carry a purse. Right. Just must've like figured like, oh, these people, the next people probably think I'm her husband. And you know, he just, 
went in there, grabbed my debit card, you know, and was still trying to fuck me. That's the thing. He was still like telling me how I was his type and da da da. And of course I didn't realize till the following morning and he wasn't my type. I didn't, I wasn't into him. Nothing happened. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize until afterwards. And it definitely, even though he was kind of a little twerp, it triggered my PTSD response. And I've been, it's probably good because I've been really slow about actually wanting to meet anybody since then. And so this happened last week. So I start texting this guy. We text for maybe like two or three days. And it wasn't like the annoying, like heavy texting where it's like, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good night. And you're talking felt normal. And then the second day of us texting, he called me in the evening and I was like, oh, that's nice. And I actually answered the phone. We had a really normal conversation. And I was like, maybe have like a sliver of hope that like this dude seemed pretty mature, fairly normal. He was like 37. So I kind of felt like maybe he was actually going to be mature. Um, Yeah. And then I mentioned, he asks me what I was working on. And I told him that I wrote a second book and that it was about regulating the nervous system after trauma. And he was like, I don't like to use that word. I think it's really stupid. And I was like, really? I was like, well, why is that? And he was like, I don't know. And then he, you know, mentioned some stuff about being in the military. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. Uh Here we go. He literally says that he hasn't watched uh, any TV or movies in I don't know how many years because he spends all of his free time pacing around his house with a knife or a gun waiting to ward off potential intruders and like dude we live by the country club in Oro Valley like <laughs> you know what it's like out here I mean it's yeah. like a retirement community it's like the like, safest I, I live out on Oro Valley too naked and nobody would even see me and nothing would happen do you know what yeah, I mean? I'll be like, out here like going to the store leaving my door unlocked because I live in Oro Valley I like, don't lock any yes I don't lock anything I mean it's and literally like I'm like in the neighborhood that's attached to the golf course and it, he was at least a mile away from me so I mean, there's no hood out here. I mean, it's also like I, I've t- had those conversations with men where they literally tell you something like that. And it's like they don't realize how fucking nuts they sound. Like, it's does like, he hey, think I want to come hang out at his house? Them. Well, he's going to pace around with a gun and I'm going to be right. like, oh, cool. I'm going to watch a movie while you pace around with your knife and, you yeah. know, make sure nobody's so outside. I, I actually had had I had a conversation with somebody that was really similar. I matched this guy on Tinder and we ended up getting to texting and he we started talking and honestly we have a very similar appearance. We would totally attract the same. And we're dreams, in the same like, just the area. Age range. Yeah. yeah, it totally could. It could have been the same guy. And he had told me like kind of something similar. He was in the military and now he's out and that like he just like he he's always on guard. He's paranoid. He doesn't like to engage in like normal society and like you know TV shows and movies it may have been the same guy and he um and he was like telling me this and then I kind of like stopped responding because I was like okay like this is dead and then he kind of was like oh he's like he had messaged me being like wow like um what did I say wrong lol like I thought we were kind of chatting and then he stopped responding and I literally just I responded with an article from psychology today about how to find a therapist that like matches your insurance like the link for it and I just sent that to him and I was like I really like I wish you like the best of luck like I don't know but like I tried to talk this guy through as much as I could about what I wrote about because literally so like I was I have really bad PTSD and if I have a few things happen like I'll be back in it and I won't realize it for like you know sometimes I'm like dysregulated and so and I've never been able to actually find a trauma informed therapist until now but what I did was in my desperation I found a course at Arizona Trauma Institute that's like a PhD level course that's like 100 hours and I just took it and I was like what the hell just learn about my own nervous system and literally in the course what I loved about like the people that taught the course like some of the stories that they shared that like literally 
Okay. So first of all, most people, when they do go to therapy, they're not going to therapy because they're at like a five. Right. They're going because they're at like an 11 and they've been stuck there for like six months and they're no longer functioning. Right. And so essentially what they said was like a lot of people will make the appointment and it takes them up to six times to actually walk through the door. Like they will cancel from the parking lot, from the lobby, from the bathroom, you know, like they, they're so used to being belittled and traumatized by figures of authority that a doctor is just another authority figure And literally, like, as I was writing this book, I was like, this is for all the people who literally are not going to pick up the phone and are never going to make it through the door because the I mean, especially the military, like my dad has terrible PTSD and he's 78 years old. It was literally diagnosed like four years ago. Right. Yeah. Like, it's insane how they really make veterans fight for the rights that they're supposed to get for serving our country. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and I say, so you know, I think it's, it's that and the, then the combination of, you know, like the, you know, the environment of toxic masculinity, especially in the military, that if you reach out for help that you're seen as like weak or like, well, even this guy saying that, you know, calling it trauma is being a pussy. Like, like if you can, it doesn't matter if you call it trauma it or is. not, but your nervous system knows it's trauma. So yeah. just FYI. Yeah. And you can like, you can not want to acknowledge that you have trauma and you can want to not admit that you have trauma, but it's done. It's not going to stop you from having trauma. And the first step of like, even like dealing with it is at least acknowledging the the word for it. And then, cause it's like, if you can't even describe what it is, how are you going to move forward and actually get the help? And, um, you know, and I wasn't attention intentionally trying to be passive aggressive with this guy, but I was just kind of like, you have trauma to the point where like this, you shouldn't even be on a dating app. Like that's I how I not- felt about this guy. I was like, I can't imagine anybody feeling safe spending time with you. You and like, I am not. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a not your mom. I'm not your mom. Like I can't. And also like dealing with if you know there's dealing with trauma does not mean like just like pretending it's not there going on dates and then traumatizing the women that you go on dates it's like now we both have trauma like it's just like deal with your shit um and uh but yeah no I mean guys also just say so many other unhinged things on dating apps is <laughs> yeah I mean it was shocking like he literally it, like it was crazy because the second phone call it was maybe like 30 minutes long and the whole time I'm like how do I get this guy to stop talking yeah. so I can get off the phone like yeah. please um, but it was crazy because he literally said that he had been through um, alcohol, uh, you know, alcohol addiction and recovery. So he'd been through um, rehab and right. you would think that going through rehab, trauma would be addressed or if he was able to get sober, that trauma would be addressed. But I mean, obviously he's pacing around his house with weapons at night. And literally I like, it, as he was telling the story, he's, he kept saying over and over, like, I hope somebody breaks in. I hope somebody breaks in. I, I'd love to shoot somebody. I just need some excitement. And I was like, do you hear yourself right now? I was like, you're yeah. literally saying that you hope somebody breaks in. I was like, and also you can like, kill them. like, yeah, I was like, and also like, do you realize like where we live? I was like, nobody's <laughs> coming. I was like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to break nobody's in. Like, nobody's coming. <laughs> You're going to be waiting around with your weapon for a very long time. Like, yeah, I just imagine him like at night with like a flash, like, I mean, I just, it's true. Oro Valley is like, I think it's considered one of like the safest count or, uh, you know, places like in the United States. It's like considered extremely sirens here. Like twice. I've been here since July. There's no police here like at all. It's like, if you really want someone to break into your house so you can kill them, like you should probably move to a different area. Like you picked the wrong location for that. (laughs) Um, That's that's so fucked up. (laughs)
<laughs> oh my God. Okay. So let's see here. Um, Oh, third, third, oh, sorry. third so dating one, nightmare. Yeah. This is like, uh, like this one was only like four or five dates. I also talked about this one on my TikTok and I just, I want to preface this by saying that I do take partial responsibility for this because I just, I chose to go out with a guy whose name was London McDougal the third. And so I feel <laughs> like I, <laughs> like, that sounds so- like one of those fake Nigerian <laughs> profiles. They always use extra names. You know, they get shorter with every iteration of the name. So this was the third. So he was very short. Um, and uh, and like, so yeah, like when I tell people his story and then they're like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that to you. That's so awful. And I'm like, yeah. And then I like say his name and then they're like, girl, like you should have known. Um, but this guy, this guy was, he, he was a grad student in a different program at uh, my university and we had matched on Hinge. And yes, again, he is very short. And like, I don't have a thing against short dudes. Like I'm five foot zero. Like I'm very, I'm a very small person. You have pretty good range um, for being able to sh- date a short dude. Exactly. Yeah. So like, <laughs> this guy was like five, seven or something. And, um, and so I guess he was like a little bit on the shorter side as men go, but still taller than me. Um, But like it did, you know, I do have that thing where like, I do like taller guys it's right. not like a strong requirement or anything like that right. I just no I get it I do too and um, same for and- you same with me it's not like you have to be tall but yeah I sometimes like a taller dude it's nice yeah it's nice um and uh you know but so when I went out with this guy I was like this was probably one of the shortest guys that I had gone out with but like we had so much in common we had talked a lot and we really like vibed I really liked his personality he was really funny and like we just, I was really excited about this like it felt like um it felt like something that could be a real thing he kind of like hit all of my I don't want to say requirements but like he was like educated he had a good relationship with his family he wasn't you know religious he wasn't a conservative like all of those things and um and so I was excited and we had gone on four dates that were great. And then on the last date, he wanted to cook for me at his house, which I was like, oh, this is the sex date. All right. So I'm, I'm down. And so I go over to, he's like a great cook. And so I go over to his place. We're eating. We're having a great time. He's got this really nice house. And he sits down and he says to me out of fucking nowhere, he was like, are you attracted to me? And, uh, and I was kind of like, I was a little surprised that he asked that a, cause he seemed very confident. Like that was one thing I really liked about him is that he seemed very confident, kind of almost cocky, but not quite, um, and very like assured of himself. And, uh, and so he said, when he asked me that, I said, yeah, like, of course I'm attracted to you. Like, why, why would I, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't attracted to you. And then we just kind of kept eating and then without me prompting, cause I'm like, I don't want to ask that question in return. Um, and so I, he's, I, you know, he said, uh, well, I, you know, I'm surprised that I'm attracted to you because you're not normally the type of woman that I would be attracted to. And I was like, what, what does that mean? What do you mean by this? And he said, well, like, normally I'm only attracted to women who have like big butts. Like I'm into like you know, thick girls, like big asses. And I have a very flat ass, like a very, very flat ass. And so I was, you know, of course I'm like, why the fuck would you say that to me? You know, like what, right. what do you think, what are you getting out of that? And, uh, and so I kind of was like, well, like I have like really flat, butt, so I guess thanks for making an exception for me. Like, I don't know. Um, right. And then he was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been thinking about it a lot. Mind you, this is like our fifth date. So he'd been right and like that's like insane that there have been like he showed that much interest and then is making a bullshit comment yeah like Like he's been like evaluating my body as the days go on and I think we're just making a good like emotional connection and he was like uh he's like yeah he's like well I've been thinking about it a lot and he's like I and what he said word for word he said I think we can fix it 
And I, first of all, the word fix really just right. like was like, I don't need to be fixed. Like there's nothing wrong with my body, but also the we, like we're in this together. Like it's an issue. Oh, as if you guys had been in like a decade long relationship yeah. and like you lost your hand in a car accident. <laughs> and he's like, we're gonna help. We're gonna work through this. Like, oh, blah, blah. this babe, it's cancer. We got this. Yeah. And like, and then he starts describing to me like this very detailed workout plan that I should be doing that involves like a lot of squats and like a lot of deadlifts, like things that like Instagram influencers who have fake butts put on their Instagrams by being like, if you do these exercises, you'll have an ass that looks like mine, even though theirs is like clearly fake. Um, and so a lot of those types of exercises and he starts dealing that detailing them to me and talking about how that will make my butt bigger. And then he was like, I mean, you know, you're, you, you are really flat. So there is kind of like a barrier here. Like you're only going to be able to achieve so much, but I feel like we can at least improve the situation. And I was telling me at some point you threw food at him. I literally am sitting there like, asparagus hanging like out contemplating your move contemplating my move I'm still eating like as he's talking to me I'm still eating because I'm just like I it was like I was watching it was like I was having an out of out of body experience definitely yeah slow motion and I was watching a show about me on this date and I was eating this also I just want to totally unrelated but like serving asparagus on a sex date is just kind of like totally unhinged terrible like, idea yeah terrible idea is that why yeah right um you but- do know that that's a dna thing like maybe he doesn't have the dna that yeah anyways go ahead yeah like and I, was, I, was, I was like the, i'm eating the asparagus and i'm thinking like my piss is gonna this smell it's gonna awful. be re- really weird later yeah like but like <laughs> just sort of still like listening to this and the whole time i'm listening to this i'm literally thinking to myself like you are too short to be speaking to me this way. Like the audacity, like, I'm sorry, little man. Like I didn't care about the fact that he was short up until that moment. And that I was like, you like, me shouldn't be speaking to anybody this way, tall or short or whatever. But it was just, it was amazing to me that he had all of these like physical, you know, things that he needed me to achieve in order to take me seriously when he's literally sitting there like five foot seven on his little stool with his little legs swinging, eating his asparagus. And it was just, it was mind blowing to me. And, and I like, after he said that, I, I don't, honestly, I didn't remember. I was like, I don't remember what I said. I think I said something like, that's like a really weird thing to say to somebody. And then I had said to him, like, so like, if I'm hearing you correctly, you don't want to have sex is, is what I'm hearing you say right now. Um, and he, kind of laughed and he was like no and he's like you know I'm definitely like super into you and I was like you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go work on my butt um and uh that's gonna be my priorities I'm really not gonna have time to have sex with you because I'm gonna be too busy working on my butt um and then and then I left and then after I left he texted me like 17 times over like the next uh three days and it was this kind of bizarre, like back and forth between like angry texting, kind of apologizing and then giving me more workout advice and then like alternating, like being like, um, you know, it's kind of messed up that you just left like that. But also here are these exercises from this Instagram model that I follow and then being like, also, it's really rude for you to leave like this and be like, but I'm also really sorry that I heard you like. I was like, okay, no, no, this guy is nuts. And wow. then I ended up just blocking him on everything. And I fully ghosted him. And I feel like that's one time where the ghosting- I was, was like, please don't tell me that he's ask. figured out a way to get through already because there's nothing worse than that. It's like when you ghost somebody and they like make a new number and you're like, 
Yeah. Motherfucker, I me ghosting you was not an invitation for you to text me some more. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I he he didn't get through. I blocked him on literally every single social platform that I could think of. You know, um, they have these amazing ass pillows on Amazon that I discovered <laughs> by accident. Like it's yeah. literally just like a person's ass. You should totally ship him one of those. Um, yeah. I mean, like I, <laughs> along I'm, with like some of those little lifter thingies that go in your shoes to make you taller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though. Like I would be like, okay, so for if, you my, if you want my butt to be bigger, I'm gonna need your shins to be at least seven inches taller. Like I don't know, it was just <laughs> nuts. I was like, you can't like, but this is my thing with men. I feel like with social media and Instagram, that is like giving them the the audacity to like say shit like that to women. Like, bro, I am already out of your league. Like, I'm already a settler in this dynamic between the two of us. And so I just, I was, I was blown away. I was blown away. And I, I mean, does someone like speaking to you that way, do they really think that like, now you're going to make an investment of time? Yeah. You know, okay, well, let me start working on my body project. It's going to take me about nine months to transition. (laughs) Like what the fuck? I mean, and also like, if a woman wants to get plastic surgery and wants to change her body, that's up to her. If she's right. doing that for her own self-esteem reasons, do you do you. But yeah, we definitely absolutely. don't need dudes telling us that we need work. Like that's just Yeah. I mean, I and you know, the comments amazing. on TikTok are always very enlightening. They always like, you know, kind of either confirm things I'm already thinking or um give me kind of just like new insights. And something that a lot of people said was like that he was probably insecure about how tall he was and he was like negging me. Like he was like trying to insult me so that I would feel you know, would lower my self-esteem and I'd be more willing, you know, to sleep with him or like, I'd be, I'd want his affection. I'd want his approval more kind of thing. I'd want him to think I was attractive. So I'd be more likely to sleep with him by, cause he lowered my self-esteem, which I think is interesting because I think when I was 17, 18, even in my like super early twenties, that might have worked. Like the whole negging thing might've worked. But I was like, at my big, at my big age, like, sir, absolutely not. Like, if you want to try this strategy, I would suggest a much younger woman because I'm like, this isn't going to work. I've already been through this. I've played this game with men and I'm not doing it. Yeah, I definitely feel like the older we get, the more we like ourselves and it is more dangerous for men. It's like the more you like yourself, the less shit you're willing to put up with and for a much shorter amount of time. I mean, literally like yeah. with PTSD, dude, I was like, I think yeah. I blocked him like the second we hung up. Like I was just like, yeah. how can I exit this conversation? Like just waiting for <laughs> an appropriate pause that was long enough for me to be like, all right, well, hey, I think literally by the end of the call, I called him, dude. I was like, oh, hey, dude, I think I'm going to go um, get in my uh, infrared sauna and get ready for bed. So I hope you have a good night. I'll talk to you later. And I just like did it. Really, I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anytime time if I had a conversation by calling a guy dude bro like fam any of those that is my like that's me being like we you will never touch my body like that's, that's um, honey <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me it's gonna be that's a no funny. for me dog like um but yeah so I hope London if you ever hear this podcast like I really hope you're doing I hope you're doing well it's a very fancy name I'll definitely be able to remember that in my swiping yeah (laughs) you'll see him because he's very small he's very oh then I yeah I'm like I don't know if I'll get I mean yeah um so what would you say are your top non-negotiables for meeting moving forward and getting serious 
oh gosh, top non-negotiables. Um, I mean, ideally they shouldn't be married. Um, I know I, oh gosh. It's that's like, a good one for all three of those. It's <laughs> a good one. That's a new one to add to my list. Um, I, I mean, I, it's, you know, I guess in terms of like lifestyle, because like, you know, I am a grad student, it's, I prefer to date other grad students or other people who have either are in graduate school or kind of like have a, uh, a similar kind of like drive for, um, for, you know, in, intellectual or like, you know, pursuits. Um, because I just feel like I have a lot more in common with that kind of, you know, person. It's also easier for me to date a grad student because it's like, I don't work nine to five. And, um, and it's, and I've, I've, I was, I had recently a little while ago was dating this guy who was really nice. I'm really sweet. We were dating for a few months and, um, you know, and he just had his bachelor's degree and he was working and, uh, there was constant frustration about my schedule. It was like, he'd, you know, right. text me and he'd be like, you know, on a Wednesday and he'd be like, Hey, do you want to come to this bar at like 6 PM for like happy hour? And I'm like, I, I can't, I was like, I have to go home and I have like 800 more hours of work to do. And I'm going to be working all weekend and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it was like, even though I would say, you know, you know, I'm a grad student, you like, you know, I don't work nine to five, like I do have tons of work to do. And he would say he would understand, but then he wouldn't. And that was kind of, right. you know, a thing there. So that's, you know, that's important to me. Um, any guy who talks openly negatively about his mom or his exes is like an immediate immediate no especially if I'm dating someone and they say something like they make a comment about how their ex-girlfriend was like mentally ill or crazy etc all I hear is like she was a totally normal sane person before she met me like that's that's what I hear yeah. and sometimes that might not be true but I don't I feel like I'm not trying to stick around to find out um and I also think you know that any guy who openly talks negatively especially on a, on dates like one through five of their their mom or their sister or their ex-girlfriends it feels like a huge red flag to me because it's like you should be able to uh you should be able to control the impulses to talk negatively about people in your life at least for the first month that we're that we're dating um so I don't I don't love that and then let's see what else I mean honestly any any guy who just like says negative or negative things about appearance, I think is, feels like a huge, you know, a huge red flag for me. Like I, I was once going on a few dates with this guy who seemed really great, <laughs> so sweet and funny and everything. And then he made a, like a, our waitress was um like a very fat woman and she was, you know, she, like, it didn't even, it didn't even occur to me until he said she kind of walked away and he's like, wow. He was like, I would literally like kill myself if I ever got that fat. And I just, in the moment I was just like, Ugh. like it immediately made me feel like icky and weird. Um, and then he made like two more comments about her and about it, like later on throughout the day. And he wasn't, being necessarily like super sexist or like harping specifically on the waitress, but it was like, you're hung up on things. And, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you know, people's bodies change, they change, like you can't expect, you know, this to the woman you're dating to be like a size six or eight or whatever it is. Then you started dating her for the rest of your life. Like if we are together and we, I get pregnant, like, you know, what happens to women's bodies when they get pregnant. Right. Like I just, to me, that's just like red flag over red flag over red flag. And I just don't want to date anyone who is, com is comfortable, like openly criticizing a stranger's body. Like, I feel like right. that's just so, like, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing to do. Um, So I feel like those three, I'm sure I can think of like a million more, but like, those are just the three things that have popped into my head, like recently. 